0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. you Reach reached my podcast, Barbecues to Movies. Well, today is March 23rd, 2022. It is currently one twenty four a.m. in the morning. I'm up late doing my thing, running my wedding company called Dream Weddings Hawaii, editing videos, answering emails, you know... Doing the things a young entrepreneur. Whoa, wait a minute! I'm not young anymore. A middle-aged entrepreneur should do to make a living, right? All right, I'm going to turn this music down, and I will get to talking. All right. So anyway, how has your day been going? How has your week been going? Well, I had a really cool weekend. Guess what I did? You know, we have this group, I think I told you about it, where uh, we started off as a photography group. I was invited to this photography group full of amateurs and professionals, and I became really good friends with a handful of them in there. And then during COVID, uh, this photography group stopped meeting, and we would meet once a week, every no, I think once a month, uh, at the very last Tuesday of every single month. Uh, this is pre-COVID. And then when COVID broke out, we stopped hanging out. And then all of a sudden, we just told ourselves, you know, after about a few months, you know, let's just hang out. Let's just, you know, screw the rules and let's hang out. And what happened was that a handful of us got together and we we just got together without masks and everything. And uh, we just started barbecuing. And it started off to be something very, I guess, um, uh, something, something that was very unorganized and then it became very organized, uh, every single month. And uh, we would still meet every single month, sometimes twice a month. And, uh, it was with a very close grip knit of guys and even some women. And uh, this is again during COVID when we were not supposed to meet and we were holding these quote unquote, actually not a quote unquote. They were illegal barbecues. I'll put quote unquote illegal barbecues because they were only illegal. In the name of our state. Now, while they were illegal during this time, our politicians were throwing parties, of course, and uh, they were breaking all of their own rules. And not, you know, they're they're being the worst of the hypocrites. You know, they're they're breaking the rules. You know, meeting without mask and uh, and even saying we were all in it together when they were trying to give themselves a raise. I mean, you know, you've you heard me say those things, but uh, anyway, this weekend that little group we joined over with uh, uh another group this is a group of uh i guess um aerial pole dancers and you know ring ring circus ring trapeze artists and uh yes and, and um the the connection to our group is that um it was my makeup artist it was her birthday and my makeup artist just also happens to be a professional pole instructor so she got her group together which includes these aerial pole guys, right, and women, pole guys and women, they're, yes, men actually do pole as well, uh, and they're quite graceful at it, I saw it, <laughs> and she threw a birthday party, and then she told me, hey, you know, Steve, you can invite whoever you want to invite, and I said, you know, uh, since we're doing a barbecue at the beach, I'm going to invite my barbecue group, and uh, they're also the photography group, so we had one very, very cool party over at Magic Island, and it was just great. It was really, really good. And, uh, you know, what's really, really cool is that one of the aerialists over there, um, his name is Fong, and, uh, he's a 50 year old guy. Um, kind of feminine guy, but very, very cool. And, uh, he, man, he, he is such a graceful person on these, uh, silk, I guess they, they call it silk where they're just draping off from like the, the tree and, uh, these long silk I guess pieces of cloth draped down from the tree, and uh, he's doing all these twists and turns on them, and he's so graceful. And then he's doing the these um, the aerial pole things too, like they these aerial pole things. So, you know the, the stripper pole dance thing. Just imagine that. That's what pole dancing is, except they took stripper pole dancing and they made it uh, into a physical athletic sport that women do that has nothing to do with stripping, and men also do it as well. And so. They, these, uh, they're also hanging from these trees, uh, these huge poles, like wind, huge wind chimes. That's what they look like. And these, uh, women and men, they're just spinning around them, which looks very, very graceful. Um, some are more graceful than others. And it's not sexual at all. They're not doing any sexual moves. They're just doing some, it, it looks like gymnastics on there. So the guy Fong, <laughs> really cool guy. He's wearing a mask while doing this. And, uh, Everyone else at the barbecue is not wearing a mask, so he gets off of the one of the um, the poles and he comes up to uh, the barbecue place to get some food. And I tell him, "Hey, you know, you want to have some barbecue?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I tell him, "Are you going to eat barbecue with that mask?" And he says, "No, no, but I don't want to take off the mask because, uh, you know, everyone else may be really like uh, mad at me." I said, well, "For what for? Like for what reason?" And he said, "I don't know, but I just feel that every time I take off the mask." And everybody yells at me, so I don't want to take off the mask because I don't want to get yelled at. And I looked at him, we connected eyes, and I said, dude, if anybody yells at you for not wearing a mask, they're gonna to have to answer to all of us. Because at this party, no one's wearing a mask. And uh, you know, at the beach, there's only a few people who are wearing masks. And i I told him, I see you doing the aerials up there, right? And then uh, you know, you gotta do, you know, you gotta breathe, you gotta do your thing. And he says, I know, I can't breathe up there. I said, just take off the mask. Right? And he says, are you sure? I said, just take it off. You got to eat, you got to breathe. And he says, okay, okay, I'm going to take it off. So he took off the mask and he says, I feel so much better. I, I can't wait to get rid of these. And I said, don't worry. <laughs> the science will change in three days because on March 26th, today's March 23rd, according to David Ige, our governor, Dave, David Ige, the science will change. Because all of a sudden, you know, at the stroke of midnight on March 25th, the stroke of midnight, when it becomes March 26th at 1 a.m. Or maybe it's 12 a.m. I guess it would be 12 a.m. Uh, it will no longer be, uh, COVID no longer will be spread. Uh, I guess uh, I guess COVID will no longer be able to spread while not wearing a mask. So, <laughs> because the science would just change. That's according to our governor. Isn't that idiotic, right? So anyway, he took off his mask, huge smile on his face. And, uh, you know, he went on doing his thing. And then we ended up becoming, we had a bonding experience because of that. And no one hassled him because he wasn't wearing a mask. And um, so it was a really great thing. I'm not sure if we red-pilled him and and turned him into a Trump supporter. But I'll tell you something funny, though. Everyone there at our barbecue. Everyone there at our barbecue, we were all, well, I'm sorry, everyone on the photography side of the barbecue, right? We were all Trump supporters. We were all conservatives. We were all about, you know, <laughs> you got your mandates, but screw your mandates. And a lot of us were non-compliers. Like even right now, I'm am I'm a full-fledged non-complier. Uh, sometimes I wear the mask, but only if I really want to. Out of all the states in America, we're one of the, I think we are the only state left with a mask uh, indoor mask mandate. We can wear our masks outdoors, we can't wear them on the inside. But if we go to f- on federal property, the science changes on there and we don't have to wear a mask indoors. Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely not, right? So, the people there at the um, the this barbecue again, there are two groups. One was uh, my friend, the makeup artist is uh, the makeup artist group, the, the aerialists. I keep calling Ariel for the name Ariel, but it's aerialists. And uh, yeah, the, the aerialist trapeze people, and I think they were more liberal, I could kind of tell, and, um, and uh, you know, funny story here, so I mean, I, I could really kind of tell, uh, but um, one of these uh, young girls over there, she comes up to me, and she's eating barbecue, and she says, I'm so-and-so, uh, I- I'm so-and-so, she-her, and she tells me she-her right after she says her name. And then I says, yeah, I'm Steve. And she looks at me and says, and, and, and I said, and what? And she says, what do you identify as, right? I I need to know. Are you a he, him and all that thing? And I said, oh, oh, you want to know my adjectives? I said, no, your pronouns. I said, no, well, I don't go by the pronouns. I would like to be identified as my adjectives as handsome and intelligent. So whenever you think of me, think of me as handsome and intelligent, And but because I don't go by pronouns, I wanna be identified by my adjectives. And she looked at me and she said, "What what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. I said, well, you have your right to your pronouns. I have, I don't go by that. I have, I wanna be identified by my adjectives. So my name, Steve Young, Right, And my adjectives, handsome and intelligent. So whenever you want to address me about, about other people, you say you, you met this handsome and intelligent person, even though you may actually disagree with that. And, and she told me, <laughs> she said, she, a big smile came over my face. She said, she said, that's so stupid. I says, well, what do you think? Identifying yourself as pronouns. I already know you're a woman because you look like a woman. And she says, oh, well, you can't really jump to that conclusion. I says, well, allow me to jump to that conclusion because you look very feminine, and if I am wrong, you know, I don't need to be told that. You know, people are allowed to be wrong, and if you, you, know, people want to identify as different pronouns, that's up to them, I would like to be identified by my adjectives. So, and that's kind of a clue, right, that, you know, we're, we're kind of on a different wavelength, right? Now, that was just one conversa- conversation, she wasn't offended by it, but she did, did have a good laugh at it. And then another aerialist came up to me after during this day, right? And we, and she happens to be a teacher over at one of our schools, and she teaches swimming. So I started talking to her about the whole Aquaman type of thing. Now, Aquaman, Aquaman, we're talking about, I think her name is Leah Thomas, uh, the transgender uh, female, quote-unquote female swimmer who was just breaking all the female records out there. This transgender swimmer, Aquaman, by the way identifies as a woman but also identifies as a straight person because aquaman actually has a girlfriend who he is attracted to and in that relationship he says he is straight but when he's swimming he is a woman so he's gender fluid his pronouns change Right. So we're, you know, we're following the science. It's kind of like David Egan or Governor David Egan, where he says that the science will change on, you know, you know, um, March 26th when the the masks become all of a sudden ineffective. Uh, well, you know, Leah Thomas, her gender identity changes. It's fluid when she's with her girlfriend. She is not a lesbian. She is in a straight relationship. She is a man. But when she's swimming, she is a female. When she needs a scholarship from the in, from the colleges, she is a female. Even though she has the lower plumbing of a male, she is attracted to men. She has a boyfriend, and she identifies as a he when she is with her girlfriend. Right? <laughs> so, so it doesn't make it. Did I say boyfriend back then? I'm sorry. She has a girlfriend. I think I said she has a boyfriend. She has a girlfriend. All right. Oh, also, she will not be transitioning into a woman with the lower plumbing. She's not going to chop it off, so she's going to still have the Doppler dangler there. Well, it's not a Doppler dangler. It's a dangler. You know what I mean, right? So, so she will still have the dangling thing, the dangling plumbing thing, and uh, will, not, will not chop it off. And, uh, you know, Caitlyn Jenner has not chopped it off either. And apparently that women can have penis these days. It's kind of confusing. So anyway, I talked to this swimmer, and uh, and she's young. I think she's like in her mid-20s, and she had just quit her swimming job. And uh, she tells me, you know, I, I just quit because they weren't pay, paying me enough. And I said, oh, that's great. Okay, that's great. And what, what is, what's happening next? And she says she doesn't know. And then she tells me, we start talking about Leah Thomas. I said, what do you think about that as a female? You're a female, female swim instructor. And she says, well, it's a really hard thing to do because – She's a great female and she's breaking all the records. I said, well, no, she's not a female. She has a penis. And she says, no, no, she's a female. We have to be fair. She wants to identify as a female. I said, okay. I asked her, okay, fine. You want to call her a female? I call, her, I'll call her, um, I guess a male, a dude in a swimming suit and competing in women's athletics. And he says, she says, oh, I, she would not absolutely do, they would call him that. I said, okay, fine. I said, do you think she is at an advantage? Uh, against the other women? And she looked at me, and she said, no, absolutely not. And I told her, well, how, how is um, she not at an advantage, right? And she says, well, how is she at an advantage? I says, well, she has broader shoulders, um, is much taller, and has muscle mass, which is much greater than a woman, even though she's, she is taking estrogen blockers right now. So right now if you measure her testosterone, it's still much greater than a woman's will ever be. So she can swim much faster. In fact, she is breaking all of the NCAA records by minutes. And she looked at me and, she's, and I asked her, is minutes, is your, when you break it by minutes, is that fast? And, she, and this swim instructor looked at me and said, no, that's an amazing accomplishment by a woman. And I told her, do you think any biological woman can ever break those records set by this transgender female? And then she said, no. And I said, why not? And she said, well, it's obvious he has a physical advantage. And then she was like, I said, whoa, you said he. And she said, no, no, I didn't say he. I said, no, you said he. And then she backed up and she said, no, no, I didn't mean it. No, I said, you said he. And you know for a fact that it's a dude identifying as a woman and you know the truth. And what did she do? She walked away from me. She just walked away and, she, and just shook her head. And I didn't want to have this conversation with her, but you know, you know, I just brought it up because you know, it, 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 it's something that's on the topic right there, right? I mean, what, what else do I want to talk about, right? So, you know, I know I talked about on my last podcast that I want to kind of even interview all these people, but, but I thought I would just fill out the crowd and see if you know if any of them were willing to talk about. To have a deep conversation into the topics that are going around today. Um, and, but none of them, especially people from that group, the liberal group, right? They just want to keep everything light and simple. Uh, you know, they, they just want to drink and, and have fun, smoke their pot. That's about it. That's the liberals right out there on our side. Of course, the Trump supporters, we are having deep conversations about, you know, the economy you know about the election about everything uh you know we are talking about how we're going to survive out there and you know, even though we're a little older by 10 years you know uh, by this. in fact we're not older than some of these cuz fong on the other side he is you know 50 years old he's older than me uh well even fong he he he's from vietnam and he didn't he really he really didn't have an opinion but he told me though on the side he said this Joe Biden he's not too good. So so I'm not sure where he is politically but at least he has a brain there. The other girls though they really didn't give a damn. And I'm, but that's the difference between liberalism and uh and, and and conservatism. It seems that conservatives you know operate more operate more in the I guess in the now, in the reality, and then a lot of liberals just operate this metaphoric universe on, in feelings, right? You know, what is a male? What is a female? They don't know. What's going on with the economy? I don't care. It's all about feeling. How about the gas prices? I don't know. But Trump, he makes me feel angry, right? I don't trust this. And what, what do we talk about Biden? I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. You, I just want to do all of these happy things in my life right now. And that's fine, right? Because we can't all be talking about politics all the time, but you know we should be able to have a conversation about things without getting too offended right and it's, it's it's like the conversations i have with you even though my even though my podcast is called barbecue to movies but how often do i talk about barbecue and how often do i talk about movies right not very often uh i always concentrate on the two part oh by the way let's talk about some barbecue so at this barbecue um my makeup artist or boyfriend is a professional chef and uh, so I'm, I'm talking to him, and he's a cool guy, he's really, really cool, I'm not sure he stands on politics, and, and he's with our barbecue group, right, and uh, so, uh, you know, I bring over my grandfather's stove and a grill, and uh, he looks at it, and he says, whoa, who made this grill, like, it's, it's really cool, and I tell him the history, my, both my grandfathers were like uh, aircraft mechanics, and uh, they're both welders, and uh, it's made out of, like, um, aircraft aluminum out there, uh, but... And you can't buy this thing. It's really cool. And, uh, you know, so, so, I, so he looks at it and he says, well, he starts telling me his background. He's been 15 years in the food industry, restaurant industry. Um, he works at this very high-end restaurant here in Hawaii. And, uh, and, then, and then he also works as a, as a chef at a food truck, as a cook at a food truck. I said, that's great. So he also brought, so he brought all this barbecue um, stuff that he needed to grill, like hamburgers, chicken, chicken breast, Uh, your chicken drumsticks. Um, what else did he bring? Uh, shrimp. And I had just made my rips. And, uh, so anyway, uh, I make the fire for him with some chiave wood and coals and the fire is really, really hot on there. And it says, okay, you know, you're, you're in charge of the fire. I got the fire going. You, you, you go ahead and cook. And guess what? He burnt all of his food. We're talking not just a little singe, (laughs) the his chicken chicken drumsticks were charcoal they were black 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 um his shrimp was completely black his hamburgers were completely black he burnt every single thing out there and he just didn't know his way around a grill and it was really funny because he was bragging about how great of a chef he is and he's burning food (coughs) it's like and and you know I'm not sure if he is a real chef in real life, but he, then he told me um, he's going to... Well, he is a chef. He calls himself a chef, uh, but now he's going to be calling himself a line cook because that's what he actually is at all these restaurants. He's a line cook. Um, but line cooks still have to know how to cook. I mean, you can't be a line cook and be burning food out there, right? So, you know, I'm not sure how good his food is out there. If, he, if he's a line cook for these high-end restaurants, yes, that's good, but, you know, grilling, barbecue... It's a different beast out there. When you're, when you're dealing, you know, when you cook out there in the restaurant, you're cooking on in pans or, you know, flat iron stove, something like that. Uh, you know, you're, you're not cooking on an open fire. You're not cooking on a grill. Uh, you know, the fire is hot, so you're going to have to flip things a lot. <laughs> you know, the really funny thing is that he was telling me, well, you know, Steve, I'm going to teach you something right now about, about this meat. Um, you don't want to flip it more than once. So I'm just going to leave it here. And then just you know, I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna come back and I'll flip it again. And you'll see. So he he puts the he puts the drumstick now on top of the grill and he walks away. And he comes back, maybe about 30 seconds later, and, the, and this fire is hot. I mean, we're talking flames that are like nice big yellow flames that are just shooting into each grill. And he comes back, and it's completely black. He goes, oh my God, it's all black. And he goes, well, I've never seen this before, right? I was only gone for about a minute or two. And, and um, I said, dude, you got to watch your, watch your fire. And then he flips it over again, and then he walks away from the grill one more time. And, and you know... You know, anybody who knows about grilling is that one thing you do is you do not walk away from the grill. Like Number one, it's a fire hazard. Number two, you got to make sure, you know, you watch that fire because when you put meat or anything on top of the grill, you got to watch like how you cook it because those oils drop down into the fire, onto the wood, onto the coals, and they just, you know, it becomes flames. There's huge flames that pop up, right? And by the way, you cannot, a lot, a lot of people who grill, they start putting like, um, water on top of the flames. Don't do that because when you put water on top of the flames, what it does is that, that, that produces sulfuric acid and that sulfuric acid flavor goes into the meat. What you need to do is you need to keep flipping it. Also, when you grill, you never ever grill drumsticks. You bake drumsticks. You smoke drumsticks. You, uh, those are something you do in the oven. Right. You, you don't. And if you want to do it on a grill, you have to have it covered. But most of the time, do not grill it on an open fire with nothing covered Because if you don't cover it, that you can't control the heat in that area. OK, so and if I'm going to if I'm going to grill drumsticks, I'll have it grilled on my smoker where I can have indirect heat on there. And then I'll baste it with like butter on top of there. So it would just slowly cook and the meat would just fall off the bone eventually. <laughs> what he did here, it was just horrible. So he only flipped the drumsticks twice and it came out burned. Now, then I told him, here's how we're... Go-. And then <laughs> here's the funny thing. He didn't bring a thermometer. Now, as a professional chef, you right... I would think you bring a thermometer now. As an amateur chef, I you know I'm a, I call myself an amateur chef even though even though I'm going to open up a restaurant, um, I still carry around a thermometer. And there's a lot of like you know backyard grillers out there who kind of you know quote unquote grill me on you know this because they said you're supposed to know the tender to the tenderness of meat without a thermometer. You know you have to know your chicken when it's done without a thermometer. And you know to me I'm saying no, you, you can't do that because. If you buy cheap meat, um, if you buy cheap meat that is like choice, right? And that without no marbling, um, like say say like a New York strip, it's going to be always tough. So there's no, it's going to feel like it's well done as soon as you put it on top of the grill and it's raw. So you need to put that thermometer into the, into the piece of meat. And when, when it's like, you know, 120 degrees, you want it rare. You take it off, let it sit on the side for about five minutes. Good to go. Chop it up. Perfect. Medium rare. If you do that, right? Never fails. Doesn't, doesn't matter what type of uh, meat you have there. You know, it doesn't matter if you're grilling a tomahawk steak or it doesn't matter if you're grilling a New York strip or if you're, 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 grilling a filet mignon. Same thing. 120 measures 120, leave it off on the grill on the side. Hey, and for about five, 10 minutes and it's good to go. So, um, if you don't have the thermometer, you don't know how well it's going to be. So anyway, this other guy, the chef, quote unquote chef, he, he burns his food. It's completely black. And then he tells me, uh, those those chicken drumsticks, they're all done. And I said, uh, I don't think they're done yet. They've only been on the grill for about for about like three minutes. Right? And he says, no, 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 they're done. Trust me, they're, they're completely done. And I said, I think they're raw on the inside. And he goes, Steve, they're done. Well, then he starts handing it out to all the guests. And he starts handing, handing it out to all the aerialists, right? Now, my barbecue guys, my group, they see it getting burnt, and they know for a fact that it's raw. So they don't take any of the meat, right? And uh, the aerialist, they start biting into it, and it's all raw. I mean, it's 100% raw chicken. And they look at him, and he goes, it's all raw. This chick- Oh, my God, this chicken is raw. <laughs> and he looks at me, and he goes, I don't know what's going on. I, It looks cooked. I, I don't know. I'm like, I asked him, where's your thermometer? And he goes, I, I don't bring one. I don't need one. I said, you have to have one. You have to have one. Like, get it, you know? So, So anyway. What I ended up doing is I I ended up helping him cook this meat and he ended up having to learn from me and he, he, and he humbles himself in front of me and says, I, Steve, I've never like, you know, I don't have much experience, you know, cooking on a open grill. Um, you know, I just never thought like the, the heat could get so hot. I mean, this is such a hot fire. Uh, we never, ever cook with this hot fire or this type of heat when we were cooking a restaurant. And I said, and he asked me, is this how it always is when you grill? I said, you know, the grill temperature always changes. Um, that's why you have to take the meat off, put the meat back on. You Sometimes you have to stack the meat. You have to have a cooler and a hotter side of the grill, but you have to be there. You cannot leave the fire at all. Um, and you don't want to cook your chicken, you know, when you're, you know, uh, I guess when the fire's really, really hot. And if you do, you want to have, you have to always keep turning it, just got to keep turning it. And then I told him too, you know, there's, there's a couple of things you don't want to grill. You don't want to grill drumsticks. You don't want to grill chicken breast out there. What do you want to grill? Chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are great. And you don't cut up your chicken breast. If you want to grill chicken breast, you leave it as a huge whole piece. He cut it up into these little chicken nuggets <laughs> and I said, if you want to grow chicken breast, you grow the whole big chicken breast. You cut that thing into one big piece. And when it's done, then you slice it up really, really nice on a chopping board. And uh, and and it's just one of those things. So he was still learning from me. Okay. And, and not just, again, I'm not a professional chef, but I know my way around a grill. And all of my experience comes from tailgating for over, you know, 20 years of my life at football games. I just know how to do it. So what can i say i 'm not i 'm not here to brag i 'm not here to brag but that's that was my experience this weekend. I had so much fun though with the, the with the this uh, barbecue because we had two groups we had uh, very good looking women there we had very, very good looking men there you know we had a big group and all that we had and everyone just kind of got along together and had some fun. You know, our group was more, you know, sociable than theirs, I have to say. Uh, that's my opinion on it. Um, their group, you know, our group went over to, um, their group to introduce ourselves to them, but they kind of kept to themselves still yet. Uh, and, uh, but it's just who they are. I mean, the, the millennials like tend to, you know, have relationships more on the phone than in person. And not to say that's a bad thing, but you know, that's not how real relationships work, right? But at the end of the day, we we got in contact with some of these, uh, some of the the aerialists there. They're really cool. I think we'll probably work with them later on. I could probably book some of them for some of the weddings that may want to do some ring, I guess, some ring or um, um, silk type of, uh, I guess, entertainment for their wedding. Uh, I don't think the pole dancing stuff is good for a wedding. Why don't we just say that? Even though it's not sexualized. Uh, it, you know, it can be, it can't, uh, you don't want a pole dancer at your wedding, right? But a ring performer or someone who does silk, you know, hangs from the ceiling and does all these things and all that. Um, that's pretty cool, I think. Right. Uh, and they could probably do something really, really nice, but it is what it is. Oh, by the way. So what did I, you're probably wondering, what did I cook that day? I cooked ribs. Something very interesting about these ribs, by the way. So I did my usual rub. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the rub is. I may have, in some of my previous podcasts, you have to find it. I'm not going to tell you right now. Um, I'm not going to tell you because, you know, I'm going to go in business. I can't be giving all my secrets, right? So uh, I will tell you, though, I smoked it for about six to eight hours on on the smoker uh, with using Chiavi wood. Um, when it was time to wrap, I wrapped it in tinfoil. Uh, usually, I wrap my ribs um, meat side up. Now, why do I do that? Just because I want to preserve the bark that's on top of there and uh, I like dry ribs right so I don't want to put these ribs back into the oven because what I want to back into the smoker I want it to be tenderized and then I just want to go so what did I do stupid me I followed what these guys were doing on YouTube I said what well, you know what they do they turn their ribs upside down and let it like um tenderize in its own juices uh, uh I guess when they're after they wrap it so they flip their they flip their um, their uh, ribs upside down, and then they, they just let it go. And then when they pull it out, it's very the the bark there. They have no bark on there. It's very very tender. Uh, it's not very very tender, but but that meat has soaked in, in in its own um juices right while it was tenderizing, and that makes it pretty good. But the wrong thing of what's happens is that that bark that's on there is very soggy. So what do you have to do? Usually at the, at this point, um what you're going to do is baste it with barbecue sauce and then put it back in the smoker for about 10 to 15 minutes to uh, create a nice little bark on top of there. And uh, I didn't do that. I like it to be dry. So <laughs> what do you do when it's dry? You just, you know, you're supposed to just have it meat uh, meat side up, not upside down. And I didn't do that. So when I served these uh, these ribs, there really wasn't a good bark on there. But what did we do to create a bark? We took those ribs and we turned it upside down on the grill and gave it a bark. So that worked out pretty well. That gave it a nice texture. Uh, Will I be doing that in the future? I don't know. I mean, it really did give it a nice texture. So maybe when we're catering, you know, eventually down there, I mean, if we do turn it upside down, if we do turn it upside down, uh, then we would have to, you know, grill it on the site. And uh, and and maybe that's the way we make the ribs warm again. You know, to to serve it really really hot, we 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 uh, turn it upside down and then we cut it. Uh, maybe that's what we do. Um, but in this case, uh, you you know you know uh, me. In in this case, we grow them separately. So I I just don't know what we're gonna do later on when we get to that professional stage. But grilling it on the stove with chiave and just putting a touch of more chiave flavor on there. It may be, it may be pretty good. It may be really, really good. I I just don't know what we're gonna do yet. Um, If we want to serve them wet, though, we want to turn it upside down, put it back in the smoker, like how it's the standard, and then set the barbecue sauce in the smoker and then serve it. So, it is what it is. All right, people. Been talking for about 31 minutes. It's 1:56 a.m. in the morning. I can't wait till it turns March 26th because then I don't have to wear any mask indoors. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. I'm out. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2movies. That's bbq 2 Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2Movies. Catch you around.